In the Garden this month with Adam Pascoe. It might be winter, but that doesn't mean to say you can stay indoors and there's nothing to do out in the garden. There's plenty to do, either just keeping on top of jobs or preparing for the season ahead. And this is a particularly good time of year to assess trees around your garden, especially if they're tall and becoming a little bit overbearing and overpowering. Now they're devoid of leaves and they show up as beautiful silhouettes against a grey sky or a blue sky if you're lucky. Take time to check that all is well. And if it's not, then this is an ideal time to prune many trees. Badly placed or damaged branches can be removed and you may notice some growing up and touching telephone lines or actually getting in the way or obscuring windows and so on. These could be shortened or they can cut away completely before they do any real damage. Now along the front of your property, trees may be overhanging the pavement. And here, selective pruning can remove these branches, but not spoil the canopy of the branches remaining above. It's fine if they're above head height, but if they're pushing out across the pavement and obscuring people's passage along there, then they need to be trimmed away. So be considerate of your neighbors and check if any branches are growing right over their gardens, obscuring light from their windows, for instance. Now is a good time to take stock, get out the pruning saw and equipment and remove those branches and stay on good terms with your neighbors, which is always a good thing. Now, small stems and branches can be removed with secateurs or loppers, but larger ones will need cutting back with a saw. Now, most garden centers sell these excellent little sharp saws with short blades that fold out. These are far easier to use in small and confined spaces than traditional DIY saws. And they cut both when you push and when you pull the blade. They're incredibly sharp, so do be careful. Maybe wear some gardening gloves if you need them. Remember to make a shallow cut on the underside of a branch before sawing through from the top. And this will prevent the wood and the bark from tearing back into the main stem when the branch eventually falls. Shorten large branches in sections rather than tackling the whole thing in one go. It can be helpful to either tie up the branch to prevent it falling and damaging other branches as it drops or even damaging the garden below or get someone to hold it in place as you saw through and prevent it falling that way. Always wear protective clothing, particularly thick gloves to prevent your hands getting cut and eye goggles that wrap right around the face to prevent both stems and sawdust from getting into your eyes. And if you're using a ladder, be sure it's standing on a firm base. It's really secure. Tie it in place at the top to prevent it from slipping. Make sure you've got someone to help you just to hold the base of the ladder firm if you're climbing up to reach some of those low branches. But of course, if the trees are large or if you're not quite clear, how to go about pruning. Still a good time of year to prune trees, but get in touch with a local tree surgeon and get them to do the job instead. It's a really good time of year, as I say, for pruning the majority of trees. The tree surgeon themselves will be able to see the structure and you can work with them to remove unsightly or damaged or overlapping branches, to remove any overhanging branches, and just make sure that the structure, the shape, a beautiful form of your tree is going to look great for the coming season. 
And now from magnificent trees to beautiful begonias, because now if you go into garden centres, you will find dormant tuberous begonias available. Now, begonias are a wonderful patio or basket plant to grow from tubers. You can even get varieties to grow in just in patio pots and use them for greenhouse display themselves. They're beautiful flowering plants, but they grow from this rather unsightly little brown, sort of hairy mottled dormant tuber. And you've got to plant them now, but in warm conditions. And for that, you're gonna need a heated propagator. And I tend to start my tubers either individually in small pots or get some larger trays of compost. Just a seed sowing compost or a multi-purpose compost should be fine. Now look at those tubers very carefully when you buy them and before you plant them, because you'll find that one surface is very convex and curved and the other is very concave or dipped. And it's from that dipped surface that you'll find the new shoots are gonna develop. Sometimes when you buy your tubers, if you look very carefully, you'll see tiny little pink growths developing within that concave side of the tuber. That just shows you've got a good healthy tuber about to shoot. When you plant them, you plant the curved surface down and you keep those little pink buds and the convex surface uppermost. And this is important to keep in mind when you're watering begonias, because if you water them from above, water can sit in that little hollow on the top of the tuber and it can start encouraging rots to set in. So it's often better to either very carefully water around the edge of the pot from above, making sure you don't get water over the top of the tuber or water from below. Stand the pots themselves in trays of water and let them soak up the moisture they need. And that way you'll keep the tubers in good condition. Now, when you've planted up the tubers, just keep the compost about level with the surface of the tuber itself. You could put a little bit of a sprinkling over the top if you want, but I wouldn't bury them too deep. You literally want to just surround the tuber itself with a little bit of compost. Keep that moist, place those pots or trays in a heated propagator. Windowsill would be okay, but if you've got a propagator and you can set it for at least uh, 16 to 21 degrees, about 60 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, then you'll encourage good growth. If you can start the tubers early in the winter, getting them planted during February and March, you know they'll be growing strongly. You can keep those potted up through the spring. There are tender plants, so we're not gonna put them outside until later in May or even into early June to use for summer pots and basket displays. But by getting them planted now, you know they'll have really good sized plants, probably with some flowers on them, ready for planting up and giving us beautiful summer flower displays. Now there's one five letter word that us gardeners love using, and that is mulch. You really can't beat a good mulch. It's almost as if that's what gardening was invented for, to copiously cover bare soil around trees and shrubs, roses, all around the fruit garden with a layer of well-rotted homemade garden compost. Now, some gardeners may not have discovered the real joy of mulching yet, so let me enlighten them. Bare soil breeds weeds. The soil itself may contain hundreds, perhaps thousands of weed seeds, and simply forking it over to remove one flush of emerging seedlings only brings more seeds near the surface to germinate another day. Now, this wintertime is the perfect time for mulching. 
It's early bulbs that are just about to emerge or just pushing through the soil. Perennials are still dormant. If you delay mulching until March or April, you may not be able to get the mulch onto the ground for fear of smothering the emerging plants. So this is a really good time for doing it. Now, as well as suppressing weeds, a good mulch conserves soil moisture, which would otherwise evaporate from the soil surface. And with summer droughts becoming the norm in some areas, it makes sense to give plants a better chance of survival by trapping the moisture that's fallen onto the soil during the winter. Now, a thick layer of compost is essential. And perhaps for this, we're looking at three or four inches of deep compost. That's about seven and a half to 10 centimeters deep. And although the compost or well-rotted manure may be spread over the soil surface, it won't be long before the worms find it, pulling it deep down into the soil to improve its structure and nourish the plants growing in it. Improving the organic content of your soil, enriching it with manure, is the best way to improve it and particularly to increase its water holding capacity. And this is an odd thing. You're improving the soil, you're helping it to lock in more moisture, but also the very action of feeding the soil, encouraging worms will actually improve drainage where the soil is quite heavy as well. Now garden centers offer a really good range of uh, mulches in bags from ornamental bark to cocoa shell to different varieties of organic material and compost manure. Around rock gardens, scree gardens and so on, you're mulching with gravel or grit rather than organic compost. And this is also a really good time if you've got a little bit of a rock garden or a rock bed or a scree garden with plants growing up through it, just to replenish that surface layer of, of uh, stone or gravel or grit or whatever it might be. This improves the drainage of the soil surface, which is so essential for uh, alpine plants. They hate wet, moist soil sitting around the crown of the plants. Also, it stops the soil from splashing up onto those delicate flowers when we get rain during spring. Yes, a good day's mulching will really transform your garden, giving it that cared for look, an attractive new organic carpet, and the satisfaction of knowing that the worms will eat well and sleep easy with full stomachs for many weeks to come. And here are a few more jobs to get on with in your winter garden. Thin out overcrowded branches on gooseberry bushes. So you can see the structure of the bushes now. So any congested growth, overlapping branches and so on could be snipped away to give the bush a lovely open center. And if you've pruning the outward branches of a gooseberry bush, prune to an upward facing bud. So the growth will be upwards rather than dipping down and with fruits laden on them and weighing those branches down, they'll start touching the soil surface. So always prune to an upward facing bud. Empty out your compost bins and use that compost on the garden or for mulching your borders. And during winter is a good time to start thinking of feeding fruit trees and bushes for the season ahead. And for this, I'll use a powdered feed of sulphate of potash. And that fertilizer has got potash or potassium in it, which is just what fruits need to encourage flowering and fruit production. So sprinkle some sulphate of potash onto the soil surface around your fruits now. Get your lawnmower serviced during winter if you've got a petrol mower 
and you've been using it all of last season and you've just put it away in the shed or the garage, do think about getting it properly serviced now and getting the blades sharpened and balanced, ready for the season ahead. Any pots of indoor bulbs, I'm thinking of things you've planted to enjoy in the home, paper white narcissus or prepared hyacinths and other things which have been sitting in a cool position, perhaps behind the shed or the greenhouse, covered up in the dark, keep an eye on them. And once those new shoots have developed on those buds, those bulbs, they can be brought indoors onto a cool windowsill to enjoy flowering. Continue pruning winter fruit trees as well. And winter is a time when you're looking at your fruit trees and you're just looking at the structure and you're pruning to keep them in good shape and control the vigor of the tree itself. So congested, damaged, diseased bits of fruit trees can be pruned away now. They're in very mild areas. Later in February into early March is a good time for planting hardy broad beans and peas. You might even need to sow them straight outdoors, but in most areas you'd either need some cloches to cover the soil and warm it up before those early sowings, or better still, start those plants off in modular trays. Get some trays, fill them with compost, plant a seed in each little module, raise the plants, and once they're well-rooted, you can plant them straight outside. Finish cutting down the tops of old herbaceous plants in the borders. You might have been enjoying some of those stems in winter, particularly of ornamental grasses and things like that. But now we've come into February, it's time to prune them away. If you delay pruning for too long, you'll find that a warm burst of weather will encourage new shoots to grow up from the base. And it's so much harder cutting away the old stems of grasses and perennials if you've got old growth and new growth mixed together. So get those borders cleared now, cut the old stems away right down to soil level. And your weeds might be growing as well. Even in winter, when it seems to be so bitterly cold, you'll still find things like bittercress and some of the annual weeds like groundsel will still be growing and even flowering. So check the borders, get out there and pick out any weeds that you see. Tie in raspberry canes, if you didn't do that last year, the old fruity canes last summer should have been cut away and the new ones tied in. And any of the autumn fruiting raspberries, they should have been pruned away completely because what we're trying to do is encourage new growth this year, which will come up and flower and fruit later on this autumn. So tie in raspberry canes. And if you fancy some new raspberries, now's also a very good time of year to buy some new canes and get them planted. You can find varieties which are sold as primo canes. And those are already big mature canes which will fruit this year. They cost a little bit more, but if you fancy a crop of raspberries this summer, check out the mail order suppliers and look for the primo cane varieties. Now the Victorians love them and I do too. If you haven't grown acuminis or hot water plants before, these are a lovely indoor house plant or greenhouse plant which you can get growing now. You can buy these tiny little rhizomes from some of the mail order suppliers like Dibley's and you plant the little tiny tubers or tubercles, almost surface, lay them onto the compost surface and just very, very lightly cover them with a thin layer of compost, keep them in a heated propagator to develop. They need a long season, so get them planted now in the winter and you'll have nice flowering pot plants to either bring into the home or enjoy in the greenhouse. They'll need a few canes with split canes pushed into the pots to support the plants and keep growth upright 
Otherwise you'll get these beautiful plants. They're a Gisneriad family, a little bit like African violets in some respects, the same family. And the flowers come in pinks and whites and creams and a, quite a lovely range of colours. So check out Achimenes now. And again with an eye on a summer, we're thinking of summer bedding plants, basket plants, patio colour and so on. You can buy plants in garden centres, I know. You can buy plants by mail order. If you want to grow your own from seed, then February into March is the time to sow some of those seeds which need a long growing season. Things like pelagoniums and begonias and dahlias and a host of other things you can grow from seed. If you want some half-hardy annuals, some summer bedding colour this year, then start planning your sowings. Get the compost and the pots and the seeds ready. And as soon as you think conditions are a little bit brighter later in February, get them sown, keep them in a heated propagator, prick out the seedlings, keep them in warm conditions and grow those plants on ready for planting out into pots and containers later in May and into early June. Also, any of the long season crops in the greenhouse which you'd like to grow this year, things like tomatoes, chilies, peppers in particular, those can really be sown any time through February into early March. I know it's very dull at this time of year, so quite often I've used some lighting in the greenhouse. I've got electric supply to run my electric propagator on, and just some extra lighting over the benches as well. Keeps the growth short and stocky, develops really good seedlings of chilies and tomatoes for growing on and give me earlier crops. The earlier you sow, the earlier you're going to reap the rewards of those summer crops. And finally for today, herbs. Again, we could be sowing some herbs soon. And for those I'm thinking of anything from coriander to parsley to chives to basil, any of your favourites, lots of them can be grown from seed, sown in a warm propagator this time of year to give you some early pickings. I regularly sow things like coriander right the way through the year. Just keep them in lovely big pots so I've always got something to bring to the kitchen to use in sort of Thai and Indian cooking. But any of your favourite herbs could be grown from seed. Parsley, you can raise in modular trays and plant those out into the borders. And that will keep going right the way through the year. Let the plants establish well before you start picking. Chives, again, are a perennial plant. So once you've got them, you'll have them for many years to come because they form little tiny bulbs in the soil themselves. So chives and garlic chives, again, good things to grow in. Modular trays for planting out. And if you fancy some early mint for those new potatoes, then find where you've got it in the garden now. It will be dormant and all to have died down for winter. But if you just fork up and dig up a few roots, put them in some pots of compost, just lay them on the surface, cover with a bit of, a bit of compost, and keep those in a warm condition, windowsill or a propagator, you'll encourage some new shoots. And then when you get those first new potatoes in the supermarket, you fancy a little bit of mint, just toss a couple of leaves into the boiling water that you're cooking the mint in, that'll give you some extra flavour to enjoy beautiful new potatoes, dripping with butter, of course. Whatever you do, enjoy your winter gardening. There's lots to do, so hopefully that's given you a few tips and ideas to get on with. Otherwise, stay listening to World Radio Gardening for much, much more practical gardening advice.